Welcome to Civil Tension, conversations with contentious intent. We are civil, not polite. We are civil, not politically correct. Civil Tension is a weekly podcast intended to demonstrate that people can engage in difficult, contentious topics of conversation while remaining civil and strengthening the ties that bind, even when we profoundly disagree. Civil Tension can be found on iTunes, Google Play, Player FM, TuneIn, Listen Notes, and more. You can also follow us on Twitter, at Civil Tension, Facebook by joining the Civil Tension podcast group, as well as on our developing Instagram account, Civil Tension, and YouTube channel. To join our mailing list, send a note to civiltension at gmail.com. Summer two years, summer six years. Right, summer two. And summer two, yeah, two. Right. Two, four, six. So the 12 works if it was flat across. You don't have to have the same term limits for all the different offices. No, you don't, but that's just what I would... I I would look at somewhat at the functionality. You know, the Senate, constitutionally, the Senate is designed to be rational, slow-moving, lots of inertia, blah, 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 House representatives run some money. There's a different kind of, you know, philosophy. There's a different role for these folks. And well, they're so, supposed to. So I think the term so really limits the, should consider that. So the first thing you need to do is apply your term limits to the House of Representatives because yeah, they're absolutely. the only legislative branch at the federal level that's supposed to be elected. I, I, I'm generally... The, the, the Senate, constitutionally speaking, is supposed to be appointed by the states. Right. So, so you need to... By the governors of the states? By the legislature. Of the states. Of the states, because that... So you, what the first thing you really want to do is you want to repeal the 17th Amendment, which made them elected. Basically, you have now two houses of the people elected. Yeah. Shouldn't should be appointed. So we want Michael Madigan choosing our senators? I'm, what I'm saying to you, what I'm saying to you, yeah, well, that hasn't made any difference. We've had some But I also think we need to so, start locally, too, though, John, even, because so much that... <laughs> Truly impacts everyday lives comes right. from local stuff, and you. But and, and the things that the local governments have to deal with are the things that are handed down from <coughs> on high. Often, often not always. Yeah. Often, and mandated. So, and yep. so the issue really comes back to, again, it's a page out of Solinsky's book. They've swamped the boat from so many different directions. It's the Alamo. You don't know which way they're coming at you from. They're coming at you from every which way. And that's the intent. They're swamping you at the local level. You'll say, go local. I agree. But then how do I deal with the people that are telling you what to do coming down? Now I've got to step up to the state. Now I've got to step up to the feds. I'm sorry. They're swamping the boat. You're right. It needs to be done across. It's it's intentional. (laughs) I mean, really. I mean, you you need the... the, Yeah, the nuclear right. option, and boom, let's go. We got to reset this thing back to the Constitution. I think again, uh, Mark Levin's book, Liberty and Tyranny. Um, I think it's a great template. Uh, the Liberty Amendments, great template for what to do to return and restore the republic. It's not the issue that government's doing the wrong things. It's the issue that you got the wrong governmental bodies doing the wrong things. The feds are doing things the feds shouldn't do. The states are doing things states shouldn't do. Courts are doing things they shouldn't. they shouldn't do. You don't have separation of powers. You don't have co-equal branches. And, and so the founding fathers have this clock, and it's masterfully made. And we start sh- uh, shoving in bubble gum and pulling out gears, and we wonder why the damn thing doesn't work. 
I agree. Well, I'm sorry there's Dick Tracy, but it doesn't take a degree or a PhD piled higher and deeper after your damn name to figure this shit out. And on that note, let's get started. Right. Boom. Uh, okay. Hopefully you recorded that. Yeah, yeah. You were actually, this did. has been going for Good man. a little over <laughs> seven minutes here. I wasn't um, terribly pastoral, was it? <laughs> but, uh, no, George. I, I think I was very spiritual. Here we are, episode 27 now of Civil Tension. Thank you all very, very much. 27 weeks in a row we've been doing this. This is awesome. And I am Peter Galt, your host and the creator of Civil Tension. I'm here with co-hosts John Guansi and Tom Sellers. All right. And then let's uh, welcome our guests. And let's start to my right. I'm Rich Rostrum. Jerry Condon. Don Stevenson. Dan Swig. Ken Nicholson. Ken Jones. <laughs> Ken well, Jones, Ken. Stomach, right behind Ken, right. and not to be confused with Ken, because there a is a T. I on my name. It's <laughs> not fair. <laughs> Life is not fair. Well, you know, every, everybody, everybody should get a T. Ken's teenager. parents fair. thought ahead. Ken's parents thought ahead on that. <laughs> you know. And uh, speaking of thinking ahead, and uh, of course John's uh, final note on on dealing with all that shit, <laughs> we're talking about this week what I'm calling, and we can call it whatever you want to call it. I'm calling it planned anger. I have seen so many things coming up, being shared, of course, on the internet or in the media. No matter where it is, where it's come coming from, where if you start looking at the pattern and the and look behind what people are yelling and screaming and throwing fits about, that there is an enormous amount of preparedness Fell for the these temper tantrums. And and in fact, one of the things that caught my eye very quickly was, of course, you know the the Supreme Court Supreme Court Court. Yeah, the Supreme Corn. The Supreme Corn. <laughs> very controversial. Yeah. You know, very, very controversial. You know, some corn is just better than others, yeah. what can I say? But, uh, We're not going to have that pick. yellow corn like we've had for all these that's years. Right. No, we you want know, the white corn. We need that's something right. a little different. Sweet corn. Right. Yeah, sweet, sweet corn. corn. <laughs> but for, uh, for that, I'm watching a little bit of news broadcasts, and there are some actually very beautifully printed signs mm-hmm. with the nominee's pick. Now, this came out, these reports are coming out moments after the the name is announced, Mo- literally. Just, here's a few seconds. Okay, now we're going to flip over to all these to people the who have gathered who are, they're super angry and about this. And now they're this. filling their blanket on the sign. they have, yeah, they're either filling the blanket on, on the sign, or the name has actually been l- very attractively printed in, in two colors. Yeah. Yellow and black, yellow, and, and that's a two-color printing process. And that so takes some very... time to do. There's an actual design work that goes into it, and then eh, there's a huge amount of people standing there with their nicely printed signs, highly visible. This all takes a lot of planning and a lot of work to do. And a lot of money. Now, and some dough. That's yeah. right. So we have well-financed planning anger. on what the name is going to be. So somewhere... There is a room full of boxes that were unused with quite a few different names of things that were printed up so that they could protest with the right name. Mm -hmm. They had an idea, 
probably going to be one out of four, five, six of these people. Let's go with these names. Hopefully we get the right one. And then, of course, you have the signs where, oh, well, let's just write the name in. So the, so, ones, let's, let's, so the ones they printed up already, did they save those so that when Ruth Bader Ginsburg you know, moves I to the retirement so. home, they can just pull that out? I imagine so. They'll be ready in the box. They'll mm-hmm. whip it out. You know, what's in the box? I'm not going <laughs> to. Yeah, that's going to carry over from this morning. You know, Don't worry, name, we got a sign for it. The, But, you know, it, it, if, it, and it now seems that if you're not truly pissed off about something and angry about something that you're not fitting in. Mm-hmm. It, being angry has almost become this social uh, event. You know, let's we're going to we're going to be angry about this. We're going to yell and scream about this. We're going to throw our you know, we're going to protest, which a protest is really it, it to me a protest is is very little more than an adult temper tantrum. That's what it is. You know, it's you it, when you take that two-year-old, three-year-old, four-year-old uh, who just throws themselves on the ground and starts flailing all their limbs, yelling and screaming. Well, a protest is basically the adult version of that, and it just drives me up a freaking wall. When, I, need to, so, I need to disagree with you on that. Go ahead, disagree with me. No, so the I think the I don't know that the issue is the fact that the protests that protests happen. I think the problem is is that it is a an orchestrated, not genuine um, puppeteer type of situation where it's uh, again being orchestrated. So and you're saying I, it's not grassroots. I sort of the opposite. Okay, so so let so I want to paint a picture and a scenario of what a protest perhaps could be or a demonstration, which we're guaranteed and afforded, nonviolent. We can do that. Um, that someone uh, like Donald Trump makes a Supreme Court nominee announcement, and then over the next, I don't know, few days or maybe a week or what have you, people do their research, be it good, be it bad, and then organically, from the grassroots, they decide to organize and go out and print some signs and get a few banners and and then go out and get their permits Mm -hmm. right from the locals and then go out and proceed to protest peacefully and assemble and, and, and voice their concerns. I wouldn't see that as a bunch of adults thrashing about the ground like spoiled, petulant children. What, I will. Uh, but let me I, stop you real quick. No. Be, no, yeah. I am going to okay. agree with you right there. Okay. Thank uh, you. A peaceful protest yes. is much different. Than a temple temp, temple tantrum, than a temper tantrum, than a temple tantrum. Exactly. That's right. That's huge. However, there is a big difference there. I would be reluctant, however, to suggest that there isn't a grassroots aspect to this. Okay, hold, we, on, hold, we've on, got, hold on. But what we've I'm got s- an indoctrinated population that's. No, I have not seen. I, I have not witnessed a nice, organized, purposeful right. protest. In a long time, I, I haven't either. And the, and the, pro, the protest or the or the the, the protest has to, the thing that's missing is the element of careful reflection before you do it. Intellectual thought, intellectual engagement before you do it. So you yes. know, I know this is his pick. I've looked at what the fellow has written, his papers, his voting record, whatever the case may be. I'm not in favor of this individual. 
how can I get involved to protest peacefully mm -hmm. this individual with whom I do not agree politically, civilly, politically, and go out and do the thing. And know what you're talking about. And know about. what you're talking about. But again, that That's mental, intellectual uh, engagement yeah. has to be a component. The thing that we see now is, is we have a lot of a lot of money behind it. George Soros, Soros right? Large Soros money, mainly billionaire. He's doing what he's doing. You have people that are being paid mm -hmm. professionally and bust from cause to cause, mm -hmm. protest to protest. Mm -hmm. They are not civil. They're bust when they're not Ex bust to vote. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly right. And so what we see is we. It's not. This is not grassroots. In the way that our founding fathers meant grassroots, this is grassroots, but it's something that is—it's an industry now. Mm -hmm. It's been monetized. It's being scaled, and it's being replicated with a lot of money. And that's the problem. And it's not civil. It's not informed, as Peter noted. You have the—they pre-printed the signs. All the, there was no process of saying, "Well, is he really good or is he really bad? Is he really conservative or is he moderate or is he liberal?" Mm -hmm. There was none of that engagement. Well, there's the there's a significant percentage of folks in these staged and, and managed and financed protests, and I got to put that in quotes, who don't know You're what it is they're protesting. They, have no the they haven't read their own sign. They, the they don't know the whose name last name of the guy that just got picked. But they know when they're done, there's a check. Exactly. I would like to um, share something. So I was really, um, I felt needed to be here today when I heard what your topic was, Pete. Um, as a counselor who is, I have a degree and I have a license, and anger. Anger, I think, is a mental health issue, right? Now, I believe, we, we get angry, and if we can't control it, that becomes a, a, the issue, right? The mental health part of it. If we can have, based on knowledge, a civil conversation that makes all the difference that anger that passion that comes behind it when somebody starts screaming at you do you listen to what they're saying nope. no. no you don't listen to it you can't have a conversation you can't um, you you don't listen you're already trying to defend think of what you're gonna say to defend it and now your emotions are becoming passionate so it's it's two passionate people screaming each other and there is no exchange whether it be knowledge or anything else however if people can take that emotion of anger out of it I know sometimes easier said than done but be prepared with facts and have an exchange. Um, I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, being on the city council, there are times where I know that I um, feel very passionate about an issue and that I feel strongly about I want this outcome, right? Um, I usually do prepare a written statement because I know if I'm doing it off the cuff, I'm gonna get a little... Say something you wish you wouldn't, right? Yes in a lot of ways and so I often write it and read it so that I make sure I have clear factual points now I've been accused of people knowing that uh, how upset I am because of the way I uh, 
present it. And I only do. I only read when I'm really um, wanting to be specific and feel that passion. And maybe there is anger behind it, but I want to have an educated conversation and make an educated point, removing that anger because out of anger, just behest more anger. But now we have professional people who are being paid in an industry that is profiting I in know. some way in some Absolutely. way whatever, however, however you want to uh, whatever metric you want to hang on the word profiting uh, from from people being angry and it's it's yes. upsetting society it's set, it's it's not it leading the way with regards to young people of how to behave and how to lead their lives and how to mature absolutely every, they don't know how to have a civil fist. conversation they really don't because they're so passionate right. and they don't even know what they're passionate about but they know that hey somebody told me this is important so I'm gonna get on that bandwagon and here I go and and anger anger is a reaction to fear it is. And you're afraid that you're going to lose something. And I would say that the, the left is coming unhinged because we've got a, the first president that I can think of who's challenging their control of the culture. And he's done it in two years. He's, I mean, just uh, not quite two, but I mean, in a very short period of time, he's totally taken the, well, well, totally, keep, keep, he's taken the rug out. Keep in mind that with Barack Obama, the left moved way over to the left. And now we're pulling it Further. back. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, it, it's, it, it's frightening. I can, I, for the, for them. If we go down the path a little bit in this discussion, I'm, I'm sort of aching to hear this. And this is the only group of folks I would respect the opinion of that I know that I'm part of. Here's the deal: we are we are we 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 even, have even the Kent? Constitution because <laughs> he's got that T. <laughs> Uh, you kind of got shortchanged on. Uh, yeah. we, go ahead, go ahead. We uh, we have the constitutional right to assemble yes. and freedom of speech. Mm -hmm. Yes. On the other end of the spectrum, we have the rule of law about inciting a riot. The right to block five lanes of the Dan Ryan. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, which I think is pretty close to inciting a riot, mm -hmm. personally. Right. Where the hell? Does because I need instruction on this. Where does our right to freedom of speech end because of the need to support the public good? Soros's money is killing us. It's making enemies out of people that would normally be able to handle stuff. It's uh, it's screwing up the general process for legislation. It's it, it's terrible, mm -hmm. and it's and it's a very selfishly motivated thing. He's he's spending money to make money, mm -hmm. right? I, where does the law say we have to stop if we're good citizens mm -hmm. with expressing ourselves when it starts to get to the point where it's top down, money financed, managed? Propaganda. Well, Ken, I think we've sadly we've already seen instances where it's passed that many times. The Dan Ryan, Ryan is actually a small example. Nothing major happened, but, but it's, could it's get a, hurt. It's there. a clean example. It's, someone could get hurt there, but the one that to me the ones that are more striking is some of these like out in Berkeley when they're burning places down, they're breaking windows, flipping they're, cars, they're flipping cars. And what happened to any of those people? To your to our knowledge, zero. Nothing. You know what? The funny thing is, a lot of people doing it are, are these people in this Antifa. Yeah, they're the yeah. anti. Fascists who are the most fascist people yeah. in our society. It's quite ironic, isn't it? Yeah. Ain't it? I, the, the, the great majority of Germans had no interest in Hitler. 
Right. They yeah. didn't like him coming up. Right. They didn't vote for him. Again, it goes back to that fear. <laughs> and, I, and I don't mean to, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a great understander or supporter of conspiracy theories in general. I think they're kind of cakewalky sometimes. Mm -hmm. But I look at the parallels where the, the, the great majority of folks were cultured, educated, and disapproving, and this guy took over the country anyway. Mm -hmm. How the heck did that happen? I don't think anybody's studying that anymore. I, do. I think apathy plays a part. Apathy here. and fear. Yeah. Mostly fear, I think. There's was, nobody apathetic at this there, 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 was, there are political was trends. There are political it, trends. I mean, that was an age of fascism. The first fascist right. wasn't Hitler. Yeah, was the first fascist was Mussolini. Mussolini. Yeah. 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 Hitler was better. Look, look at the trend. Barack Obama gets elected president in the United States. And who's the new pope? A socialist. I mean, you know, what's the what's the trend in England? You know, what's going on with Brexit now? The the prime minister really doesn't want to go Brexit, so she's going to go Brexit light. Mm -hmm. You know, I think a lot of it has to do too with the leadership style because we talked about spin earlier this morning. You know, somebody that that um, is in a position of leadership and they can spin the words, and the the general public and John, you talked about this earlier. They're not educated, so they the first thing they hear, they think, okay, that makes sense. Well, because there's a whole lot of spin on on it, and they don't hear the other side, okay. which may might be more realistic and honorable, but but you have this one person in uh, a position of leadership and they tell you this is what to do and you think, okay, that makes sense. Boom. But the general public doesn't do the research. They don't get all the information. You, you know, I, I suspect that the media has made some really outlandish mistakes with the accusations against Trump and stuff in the last year or so. Of There's course, some, yeah. And I, I think that they, they do this knowingly because it's like, all right, that's not true, but we're going to put it out there. It's we'll have, we'll have a little reductions later on. It's part of the campaign. Right. right. And how they many people are going to swallow what they heard in the first place and never hear it? Eighty percent of the people will watch that news. Right. Right. Ninety, ninety-five. Well, the media is the is the leader of the resistance. Quite frankly, they are the leaders of the resistance. And, and just it's like really everything, sad that that's become true. But yeah. anybody that denies it is just denying what's right in front of our face. And um, that, I think, is where it really starts, is because our, our cult, we've lost the culture between the media and education, and that's why we're in the position we are. Where, I, to I your think point, it, starts it is a minority. These people yeah. that are doing this crazy stuff, it is, it's a very small minority, but when you've got the media making it look like, because I, I, I don't remember I've heard this, but what the media does a great job of is, is sending out the signal that everybody thinks this way. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. What and they and show, hey, they think, they want to convince that the whole world, so, because you they want us thinking like, man, if we say something different, we're like one out of a million. Well, thinking and, and politicians Define know media. that. Well, when I th when I think of, I, I would say the the top mainstream media, the networks, the, the New York Times, the Washington Post. I when I, I think of those, the when I say mainstream network media, TV is the big one. one. You're talking about is, you're talking about brick and mortar. You're talking brick and mortar institutions. Yes. traditional brick and mortar yes. institutions. Do you know though? Uh, Rich said, and I think you might mention too, education. I'll tell you what. When my kids were in high school here in town. Uh, they were in this government class, and um, my daughter, we're a very political family, uh, and I was raised in a very political family. My daughter came home 
liberal teacher as liberal mm -hmm. as can be, mm -hmm. and this is a government class, right? <laughs> government leadership. And she's like, Mom, you know, this, 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 and this. We were up probably to midnight that night. I'm like, well, Jamie, what about this? Mm -hmm. Well, she didn't talk about that. Man, no kidding. Well, what about this? What about this? What about this? My Two years later, my son, who is probably one of the most politically astute people I know, um, I would love to have him here, but he's in Seattle. Uh, he challenges the teacher. Like, Jamie didn't know enough to challenge him. Well, Mitchell did. He challenged that teacher. He did get an A. And the teacher said, I don't agree with you, but but I applaud that you know what you're talking about. I applaud, that's that's, yeah, that's, yeah, I applaud the teacher. Right. right. And that goes back to he knew what he was talking about. So he was able to have that He got an A for doing his research. Yeah. Well, the, so I, but, but by and large... The academic profession is only providing one side, and that's that's a huge if, challenge with if, the population. If you start looking up. at looking at the, the word indoctrination, look at the indoctrination. When has any any millennial heard anything other than than like a, an argument that is supportive of gay marriage mm -hmm. or? Or any just about any other no issue where the, the left is taken. That's all they hear. And mm -hmm. where do they hear? They hear it education all the way from from when they start in grades in you know kindergarten mm -hmm. all the way through college. What do they hear in the media? The, the you know the, the newspapers, the television stations, you know whatever. The same message. Entertainment. You yeah. know I oh, I, yeah. I fall asleep in front of the television. Oh, and I, I have I have dreams based on what is going on in the television. Oh, I've had that happen to me. You know, it's, maybe it's, you should turn your Jerry, DVD I have another off. example of speaking with the younger. My, my, my youngest daughter is twenty one, and the whole issue of the immigration and the separating of children, and and I just asked her a couple questions. Again, I didn't get angry. I just asked. I said, "Well, you know, did you know that?" This was happening has been happening for a long, long time. No, I said exactly. I said, "Did you know a lot of the pictures you saw were from 2014, before or 2009?" Or 2009. She goes, "No, I didn't know that." I said, "Did you know that thousands of these kids are being smuggled in for sex trade, and they're they're bringing people in, kids in because they know that they can possibly have a better chance of getting through." Do you know that that's what they're doing? Is they're bringing these kids in for sex trade? In some cases, probably more than we'd care to admit. She was like, "No." Yeah. And I was like, "This is what we're talking about. It's it's." understanding what the facts I even sometimes resent the phrase both sides there's only I mean there's not there's not sides there's there's this is what's going on the reality is there are people kids getting separated that we probably would like that them not to and there are kids getting separated that thank the Lord above they're getting separated well, there's kids that came across with people that are not their parents exactly they say, they say, them I, I heard parents. I heard a border guard say that 12 percent of the kids are actually with their parents yeah I've heard that 12 12 percent. Yeah. I don't know if and, it's and there 30, consider, but consider it. this the people leading the 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 fight against any border security here, to, you know, mm -hmm. they're the ones that have been dangling the candy for these people to come up here. Yeah. You know, they're the ones who created the policy where it's like open borders, come on in. But you, well, I think that to, to draw it back to the original topic, I think we really have to be understanding of... You want to oh, stay focused? Yes. Um, I really, it's, it's, it's really important that we have to understand who benefits mm -hmm. by, by people being angry. And you really have to give that some thought. As a, as a citizenry, we really need to know who benefits from the citizenry being angry and stirred up like a hornet's nest. Is it the citizenry? 
living in their liberty before who they call God? Mm-hmm. Well, the answer to that is no. The people that that benefit from that, and I've used this word before, I'll use it again, is the oligarchy mm-hmm. and the power structures. Oh, accurate and those are the individuals that will benefit because what happens if people become stirred up, they won't be able to talk and converse. They will... Um, have anger in response to fear Mm -hmm. because they don't realize that well rich can go live in his liberty the way he wants and so long as his liberty doesn't encroach on mine and you know his fist doesn't meet my nose he can do what rich wants and he's okay to do that so long as it's legal and all the rest of it but this concept of liberty if we can adhere to that we can live peacefully with each other but once you get this idea that my gosh i must win Mm-hmm. I must win. If I don't win, if I do not apply this rule, this law, this idea to 350 million people, totally disavowing the 10th Amendment. I'm tearing up this place. Tear, I mean, as if, if I, it, now this well, whole thing goes up in, this whole thing goes up in flames. Then what happens is they have to pass more laws. Yep. And because we will need more masters. Fear. That's the fear. And then they will begin to clamp down on us, and then you'll start to lose your civil liberties. Mm-hmm. You'll lose your constitution. You'll lose everything. So, again, pulling back, you really need to ask yourself the question, everyone individually, who benefits by the American people being stirred up in these professional protests and stirring up the society, stirring up the culture, and corrupting the young people going forward because they don't know what a peaceful, really a legitimate grassroots protest looks like. And how to respectfully have that debate. The the oligarchy and the Marxists and the leftists and the people who are haters of liberty, including fascists, are the ones who get served by this. Which child would be most upset? The child that asked for uh, uh, candy and the parent says, no, I'm sorry, you can't. Or the child that's been given the candy and then the parent says, no, I'm going to take that away. Oh. Sure, absolutely. And, and it's a founding it principle so of what their we've, strategy. What we've had in the last 10 years or so is you're going to have your candy. You're going to have it all. Oh, and now, now all of a sudden the power shifted. We, we've got a, a Republican House and Senate, a Republican right. president, and we've got a Republican president who's for the first time going to appoint a, a, a Supreme Court create a Supreme Court that's genuinely right. conservative. Right. Now, I wanna, we're taking away the candy. They're pissed because they're scared. Let's pick up on something that Don said, okay, about this whole border thing with regards to kids being separated from their parents. Now, whether it is they're happy to be separated from their parents or they're upset, it doesn't really make any difference. Mm-hmm. What happens to the uh, to an American citizen when they do something in their home and, and there's a domestic violence issue or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be and the, and the authorities, the law enforcement comes in, they take control of that situation and they separate what the parents from the children. Yep. And so day. so they can sort out what is occurring. What, what about when a soldier goes off to Afghanistan well, and sure. has, has children? But the point being, though, is that the young people, like we're going to pull this back to the intellect and the lack of understanding because of a lack of knowledge because they're not listening, and they're not being taught this in not the public schools, the government schools, okay? That's it, uh, which is most of them. Which is most of them. Mm-hmm. 
so they're not being taught this, and so they're getting all stirred up over something that isn't even true and right. isn't even real. And you got to ask yourself the question: Who's being served by them? Being stirred up? It's not them, and it's not you. It's not the citizenry. It's the people that want you stirred up so you can go ahead and get so far over the edge. They say, "You see, they're not manageable. We got to turn the screws, yep. and we got to put them under." And some they kind don't of know law. how to ask the question that really no. should be answered. It's not that the children are separated from their parents. It's that they came here illegally. Yes. So if they didn't come here illegally, they wouldn't be separated from their parents. Yeah. Well, let's. This is a. Kent's got something to say. Kent's got something to say. I can see it on his face. He keeps saying you guys are angry. Passionate. Well, we're not milk soft weenies about it. So one of the easiest ways to manage anything is through fear. Mm -hmm. And and it's easy to manage this country through fear. And we have all the information biased. So it doesn't matter. Whatever I Googled is now into my algorithm. Mm -hmm. Whatever you Googled now is into yours. There's a warrant now. (laughs) (laughs) And... And what happens is, I know my set of truths, and you know your set of truths. And what we don't understand is, I don't have enough respect for human beings anymore to listen to your point of view and then go, that's a really good point, Rich. Let me look into that and get back with you. Mm -hmm. Right? Agree. Because now, instead, I go to my smartphone and go, no, you're wrong. Look, this is the facts right here. Washington Post says so. Okay. Or, or whatever. Or whatever. Right. Be. right. And in lies the problem now. There's, there's no togetherness. You either have an enemy or you don't. Mm-hmm. Or a supporter. Or a supporter, right? And that is what America has come to is now we're no longer friends or neighbors. You like one thing, I like the other, and there's no in-between. And what we, what we don't do is just have enough respect for human life. We don't have enough respect for each other. We don't love our neighbor as ourselves. Mm-hmm. And what happens then is that's when this gets this way. So then you get the, the Soros and the money behind it that says, hey, you look like a young person in college and high school. Hold this sign. When we figure this out, we'll write a name on front of it, <laughs> yep. and trust me, you're going to be on CNN, you're going to be on Fox, everybody's going to love you, and now I got my 15 minutes of fame and my 15 minutes of glory. Again, I have no idea what I'm doing right. out there, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but it sounds cool. You, you go back to when the banks went down and, uh, you know, uh, on Wall Street, Occupy right? Wall Street, people. The Occupy Wall Street, and they hate the one percenters, and who gets up in front of them? Rap artists. One percenters. The one percenters. <laughs> right. <laughs> and and they're like, yeah, come yeah, you're the man. What? You, you know, having a civil conversation with somebody, it's like with the idea that we're going to find common ground and a place that we can agree. But look at what's what's happening with the, the people that are protesting the border wall and protesting about the, the kids at the border. You point out to them, look, if we don't have a border, we don't have a country. And their response is, great. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they don't want a country. Where do we go to compromise with somebody whose ideas to well, trash what, America for you ask, good? You ask the next question. Why, why is that great? Absolutely. Why is that great? But we don't do that. But we don't ask that next question. Your whole body language is, where do we go? You threw your arms up like, I can't deal with these idiots. That's the problem that we have, and that's the anger that's there. And and, and when that question should occur, we have already lost control of the conversation and the whole functionality. No one cares. They're not listening. But there are still. Defensive. True. But there are still. There are those. 
that ask the next question. I'll mm-hmm. give the example. Uh, and I'm ready to ask that yeah. question if I have the chance. I'll give the example of we are. Right. Yeah. I get tired of hearing, personally, uh, that about the 1%. Yeah. They don't deserve, they worked their asses off. They did things you were not willing to do. Correct. So when I get into a conversation with somebody, i.e., Maybe my kid, maybe not. Um, <laughs> we'll use them as an example. Just for something to talk about. You know, it's not fair. Well, why isn't it fair? Well, they have more than I do. It should be equal. <laughs> Are you willing to do the well, equal work? Yeah. Right. That's the next question. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not fair. It's not what I asked you. Right. I asked you, are you willing to do the work? Well, I work. Do you do the same kind of work? Do you take the same kind of chances? Do you take your money and grow something, or do you work? It's a big difference. Big difference. If we have a but when you get, but when you get to your point, when you ask those questions and you are still hearing the same narrative mm-hmm. after asking those questions, and I've got to the point of throwing my hands up. It's like we're not getting anywhere and, and, and here. And haven't but, had that conversation with mm-hmm. someone who I don't know perhaps might be my one of my kids. <laughs> Is the issue of well, what's what? Why sh- why should we want the country to go away? Well, because the country is evil, mm-hmm. wrong. The Constitution is racist. It is sexist. It's wrong. it's um, xenophobic, homophobic. We're, we're Goes down the, the list. Go right down to all the talking points, mm-hmm. and and at some level. Although I think you should try to have as much respect for other people as you possibly can. But there is a point where things are not compatible and things cannot peacefully coexist. I, as a constitutional conservative, just want to live in my liberty within the confines of my state, my county, my family, my town, before my God. I've said that ad nauseum. You got my point on that. That doesn't necessarily mean that the left wants to do the same thing just in a different way. The left is not about that. They the left, shut you the left is saying, no, you must do things the way I want you to do them. Right. And and that's we must be very clear on this point that it's not just a matter of a constitutional conservative <coughs> believes this and the other person believes the same thing in the same way, just a different opinion. That's not it. They want, look, you either agree with me or I'll put you in a camp. History shows us this. Mm-hmm. It's not disputable. You either agree with me or I'll put you in a camp. I'll shut you up. I'll shut you down. I'll take away your business because you wouldn't bake my cake and endorse the thing mm-hmm. that violates your moral conscience. Mm-hmm. Um, I will I will put you in a camp if I have to. I'll burn down your college. I'll burn down your college. I'll, I, at, UC Ber- mm-hmm. at UC Berkeley, we'll do $600,000 worth of damage. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I, have to, I, I have to step in. So between what Kent and Tom were saying, okay, I'm a counselor, right? So I try to do that mediation. And I think what happens is when Kent and Tom were talking and talking about how they would ask the question, their tone was quiet, mm-hmm. was gentle. That's different than how you would ask. Now, now, give me a, give me a moment. Oh, I'm not getting in the middle yeah. of this. <laughs> Right. While I, it's easy for me, Rich, because I agree with ninety percent of what you say. Um, so you're only ten percent wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's not just our words. It's not just our Correct. words. It goes back to that anger. It goes back to that passion. And if you truly want to change somebody's mind or give them a different point of view, 
a lot of it. I'm not saying that it will always come out that way, but a lot of it is going to be in your body language, Mm -hmm. in your tone, Mm -hmm. in the setting, in the circumstances. Because, again, a conversation is supposed to be a back and forth, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Let me hear what you have to say. Let me think about that. Let me get some facts. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're wrong. Let's let's continue this conversation. Give give me a minute. Um, (laughs) You can't see this, but I am backing my chair. (laughs) (laughs) Now, there there might get to a point where you can only ask so many questions and be gentle mm-hmm. about it sure. where you have to throw your hands up and say, yeah, we're never going to find that agree to a right. disagree even point and that we're going to be in two different camps. But there still can be respect. And, and, and I will, I know you don't always agree with that, but I will challenge that. I, I am a, um, as a Christian, and I will pull this in, um, I believe that everyone does have a right to their opinion. I don't have to like it, and I will fight against it if I have to, but I will do it respectfully. And I think that we lose our audience because of fear and because of anger, and that's why they stop listening to some of the conversation. My kids have been raised, all three of my kids have been raised in in a Catholic, very conservative Republican home. I will tell you, all three of them, uh, two of them have, I apologize, two of them are on the border of liberal uh, the one will always be conservative. Jerry, I'm getting to be older, so I have to say some things before I forget them. Okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well said. Um, but I will always let know, my children all, say things differently. The point, the point we're making here is we're dealing with people who don't want to have an honest debate. I, I agree. They, I, I, they, that, they, that's these people, they don't want the country, and they, they've decided... This is where I want to go. Because often they haven't and been heard. And I don't heard. care. About, they don't. They don't care about the facts. They They've been indoctrinated. They believe that this is what it is, and we need to go here. And there's no argument against these things. There's no argument yeah. for in favor of racism. Well, who says we're arguing in favor of racism? But that doesn't. You know, that doesn't matter to them. Right. You know, you, you it, do, it's, it is hard to argue with someone who's calling you a racist because of your beliefs. I, I think I agree with both of you guys. I'm going to try to find some common ground <laughs> because I believe switch seats with Tom. The way I talk about this is is what I think we sometimes forget is the goal should be to influence and change someone's mind, not be right. And when your goal is to influence. And to change a mind, your approach is much different than rather than just I want to be right. It is challenging when you're dealing with someone who, in our in my heart, I believe, really does want to destroy the United States of America. Because yeah. there are a lot of people that do. Yeah, they say so. I would say this, that, that Jerry's approach is right at the right time. Right. My approach is right at the right time. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you what, the founding fathers, they were they were some pretty pissed off people. That's true. Well, and and then that, to there's that no doubt point, about that. Mm-hmm. To to your point, Jerry's point, everybody, a lot of a lot of this stuff is so incredibly manufactured. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and that is what I am I am seeing. That's what kind of prompted this topic for yeah. me is seeing a manufactured desire 
for anger. Yeah. We are going to do this, and we want you to behave this way. Come on, everybody. Let's get mad. Let's get angry, yell, scream, and shout. Yeah. And again, there's very little education. George Carlin did a wonderful bit on the public. The right. public is dumb as shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> in, in general, when you put the public together, and there are oftentimes I am part of the public, mm-hmm. you you are really, really R- stupid. Riots are made out of individuals. People are smart people are individuals are smart people are stupid but again to all of this and and how divisive this is incredibly so and and our desire i mean the the freaking title of this is civil tension and born out of the desire to have an impassioned spirited discussion i love that and i love hearing different opinions and and you know I'll keep my mind open, but if I don't agree, I'm not going to agree. However, I might actually change my mind. As a matter of fact, oh my gosh, what's his name? He was here this morning. Uh, Bob Grant. Yeah, Bob. Um, Showed me information I didn't know about the banning of straws. Right. All right. Okay. There's enough for me to take a look at and maybe change my my opinion on how stupid I think that is. Um, well, there are bigger issues. I think. Yeah, there are bigger issues. issues. But, but to to that point, we now actually have people in political leadership roles who are flat out saying, "Do not." Absolutely do not engage in a call for civility. Mm-hmm. The time mm-hmm. for civility right. is over. And that is very much on the leftist Marxist, the side of the oligarchy that is trying to control, trying to have Well, power. Pete, think about just and, what happens to liberals, someone that's in the liberal community that just says even one thing remotely positive about Trump. Oh, they get sacrificed by their own. Oh, they get their card pulled. It blows me away. And so it's like, to your point, Rich, is how do you have a discussion with that person? And I I think of the great words of Danny Partridge, who said, I don't want to get into a battle of wits with an unarmed man. (laughs) (laughs) Danny Partridge? He was saying that about Keith. Oh, Keith, gotcha. But it really applies in some cases. I will walk away from that discussion. I'm not going to get mad. I'm not going to get angry. I'm just not going to have it. That's beautiful. Thank you. That That is. I love that. The the exciting thing is uh, around this microphone is uh, a, a good blend of millennials. <laughs> uh, <laughs> where, where, where are so, we around some of them? So the, the, the hey, question hey, they can't see. So the question are they is, the kid table? <laughs> apparently. Yeah. Go ahead, Ken. So the, the question is, uh, as as I feel the anger and passion uh, around this table, is when when was the last time you helped try to quote unquote program or get your narrative? That you've spent mm-hmm. hours and hours and hours, right? Now, Mr. Watsi here does it on a weekly basis as he has uh, the platform to do so uh, and talk about uh, his, his beliefs and, and Christianity and good stuff. So my daughter, in the, she'll be in the fourth grade. So in the second grade, she comes home after the, after the, um, the election. And uh, so at that time, she's seven. And she says, Trump's an idiot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I said, I said, excuse me? And she said, Trump's an idiot. I said, who, who, who is Trump? That's what I was okay. wondering. Yeah. She even knew who it was. Well, he, he's the president. I said, don't ever say that. I said, he's the president. 
I said, you're seven. You shouldn't have a political view. You should know that that's the president. He sits in the highest seat, and you should respect that authority. So then I get the chance to go and, and talk with the second grade teacher. And I oh, said, boy. listen, I appreciate all the hard work, time, effort, money, everything that you do to educate my child. However, <laughs> if a seven-year-old comes home with a political view, I have a problem with that. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Reading, writing, arithmetic, you teach. You're it. I said, but the only thing my daughter at seven years old should know is that he is the president of the United States and he is the head of our nation, okay? And if I hear something else come out of her mouth that comes from this classroom, then we'll take it to the school board. And I don't want to do that because, again, I think you're doing a wonderful job. Now, as... Is that that. where it came from, though? Um, Yeah. Yeah, and she apologized, right? Uh, and and uh, and then she's a wonderful teacher. Now, as I say that, right? The the narrative, the narrative that these kids are being taught as parents, as good conservative or grandparents or uh, whatever the case may be, a good neighbor is we we go. You go ahead and you watch Nickelodeon, and I'm going to do whatever I'm going to do on my iPad, uh, or I'm going to leave the room, and we allow uh, the media to now form the narrative. And we don't, and then then we get mad, and we get angry, because why do they have this? But we've neglected our job. Yep. To teach, yep, to love, question. to this train. Is a good point. Mm-hmm. Yep. You understand? And then, they, and now we get angry because they won't listen to us. And we start. Well, guess what? When they stuff. were seven, eight, nine years old, they got angry because you wouldn't listen to them. Exactly and right. You're, you're pointing you a finger at me, and you, you shouldn't. <clears throat> right. You're pointing a finger at me, and you shouldn't be. I was. Uh, I was divorced. But I never missed a moment with my daughter, and I was. I'm not saying you did. I'm not saying you did. This is a general. general Yeah, this is general. I just noticed his finger was dark. Don't worry, it's not loaded. It's the same same thing with, with, hey, if I allow my daughter, I'm ordained, right? If I I allow my my daughter to read the Quran, Guess what? She's going to grow up believing. But there's. But I'm going to. I'm going to gently push back with with on Kent's point, and the reason I am is because, and gently, yes, because uh, I remember when my daughters were seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, younger than those ages, and we would have hours-long conversations about the genuine beauty of our Constitution, the balance, the the liberty, and and how that affords you rights that most people would give everything to have. And try to. And try to get here. And and we we talked ad nauseum about this. Ad nauseum. That's an exception. Well, I know, but but the issue is Kent's point is this. It's not because someone is absent and there's a vacuum and then we let the thing fill the vacuum. There have been parents, i.e. myself, who filled that void in their lives with intellect, knowledge, reason, and an understanding of where we've come from in traditional Western thought. And then halfway through sixth grade, with both girls without exception, 
because they had, because they were very fond of a teacher mm -hmm. who had a opinion and a position, mm -hmm. they swung like a pendulum, the gavel went down, the drawbridge went up, I couldn't reach them, and I had extended conversations saying, look, and it's even at the point where I don't care if you agree with me, but you must engage in the intellectual rigor to understand why you believe what you believe. Mm -hmm. And that is what has been lost. It's indoctrination. Yeah. It's like, it's not, I don't care. I, I do want you to believe what I believe. Why? Because mm -hmm. I think I'm right. Of right. course, we're people. That's what we think. Mm -hmm. However, that said, are we so absent of the intellectual rigor to understand what we believe and why we believe it? Mm -hmm. They actually think at some level that at the age of fill-in-the-blank teenager, that you understand anything at all and the society tells them well your opinion matters we must listen to you no maybe at some level you need to listen because you are young and haven't done anything yet right. and there is a point in place where people must humble themselves to their elders mm -hmm. yeah. I did it that's the way it goes it's the way it should be and that's I'm going to defend anger a little yes. bit here too the good Lord above gets angry. Um, I believe that, and again, it's how you respond to it is more important. I would be livid if my seven-year-old daughter came home and said that. Because that is an affront to me as a parent. I could have been having all those conversations. Mm -hmm. And then I said to, to you as a teacher, and you do that, I'm going to be very angry at you because you have no right to do what you did. And I would say, respectfully, you may be a good teacher, but if you do this again, we're going to have some serious, serious issues. Because that is a place to put your foot down and say, this is not right. And we have lost the ability to say, this is not right. I, I was the advisor to a student newspaper at McHenry County College for three years. Mm -hmm. And I take pride, I can't say for sure, but this is my belief, that I, at no point did I... You know, did I share where I stand politically with the students? You're here to teach what you were there to teach. I was there to help them learn to think, and I, I have confidence it's dangerous. that if they actually think, <laughs> that they're going to come around. You uh -huh. know, to the point where they're going to realize liberty is not supported in socialism. Mm -hmm. You know, they're going to come around to realize that, that the things I, I have the confidence in, in my beliefs that if somebody looks at them honestly, they're going to come to the same conclusion. You know, so I didn't worry about having to indoctrinate them. Oh. But I'll tell you what, it, 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 even in college, I didn't feel it was my job no. to tell a college sure. student what the hell to think. Right. I don't believe that I've gone to college, How to think and that's, that's not what I'm seeing from a vast majority no, of that's the not. professors. Right. I agree. But I was angry. Mm -hmm. But it, oh, going, sure going in yelling at somebody doesn't solve No, that's why I said. I wouldn't go in yelling. I was. But I had to take time with my daughter to say that. I, I, I think you handled that very well. And with, every yeah. one of my, if, right. with every one of my kids, I'm like, whatever the teacher tells you, flip the coin. <laughs> There's something on the other There's side. There's the other side. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, right? and make no mistake, in, in the topic of this, this, this the planned anger, the manufactured right. anger, the created anger, is actually very fascinating to me. It, it's just, yep. it, it's kind of like watching a show. It, it's a shit show, but it's... Yeah. It's, it's a horror show. It's like watching the but WWE. We all, yeah, it is. It's what it America's come to. Yeah. But there... When you mentioned you're going to defend anger, mm -hmm. make no mistake, I do believe that anger, along with all our other emotions, can be and is an incredible... 
incredibly appropriately, wonderfully useful tool in the right situation, used in the right way, whether it's communicating an idea or uh, displeasure well in a well-presented way, or if you have to rise to a level, you know, sometimes you have to meet people at yeah. a certain you, you level. You throw a punch at me. Yeah, you, you got you know, you, you let, let me Let me ask a question. How many here have had their significant other be angry with them about something? They did something wrong and they're in trouble. Never. And Never your, your response was to get angry about something to take the, the, the attention off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's <laughs> natural defensiveness. I'm here taking their anger home from, oh, from their job. How many, have, how many have taken that, that anger that they have uh, perhaps received from uh, a boss or a, mm -hmm. uh, a corporate entity or whatever and taken that anger and taken it home and laid it on your family? And then what happens? And then what happens is you have a destroyed family. And a lot of that comes from, I think, what we're seeing is very low emotional intelligence. We have... By and large, and then we wonder why people are making signs and <laughs> having people you know. follow them like a flock of you know. But I, I want to make a comment about your coin. What what was the first side of the coin that was given to your daughter? Trump is an idiot. Yep, that was your starting point. Think about that for a minute. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If that's the starting point, Trump is an idiot. Now you have to disprove that. Yeah, that's that's where I get angry. Is like. I don't, I, hey, we talked about Trump in school today. I wasn't sure what, what I, I, you know, I didn't completely understand things. And, Dad, can you help me understand it? It's a lot different than the coin that came home is Trump's an idiot. Well, it's seven. She, yeah. I mean, she doesn't even know what the word idiot. Right. And yeah. right. Yeah. 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 define that. My though. kid's not idiot. You just said, look at me, right? Ask your mom. She'll tell you so, what it is. To the point John made earlier, when you have kids, and, and, and I'm talking about anybody probably early 20s all the way down. Mm -hmm. When you have kids, when someone in a position of, they see someone in a position of authority that they admire, that mm -hmm. they like, they've mm -hmm. come to yeah. to admire what they do, or when it's, it's kind of like having, I don't want to make that analogy, that will sound <laughs> terrible, never mind. Um, I, I backed that up in my own head real quick. But when, when you have a child who is excited that when they hear that side of that mm -hmm. coin, that Trump is an idiot, <laughs> and they like that teacher, and they go, ooh, if I echo this, not that they, in, intellectually, they're not saying if I echo this, but they, they know on some level, oh, cool if, yeah, then, then the teacher's going to like that I like what she likes or yep. he likes, mm -hmm. yep. and then, ooh, yeah, we're going to get along. and. And it's that whole peer thing, but it, it's uh, on a different sort of level. There's that admiration, sure. and that that is difficult for parents it, it to can, deal with, to fight. Now, one of the things I feel very, very fortunate about is I, I spent practically no time having conversations on politics with my kids ever. Almost zero time. Well, not zero. A little bit of time on even religion. And it wasn't even until they got older, my, you know, my daughter started discovering things. Then my my boys who were even older started asking a few questions, and I shared what I believe. But what I emphasize with them always, no matter what, is question, 
question, mm-hmm. question. Yeah. Always question everything, no matter who it is giving it to you. Check now, your, there have been times. Check your premises. Yeah, check your premises. Always there. And there have been times that that education has bit me in the ass when I <laughs> wanted to say, do it because I said so. <laughs> sure. But. To and then check your facts. No. Big question, and you know, the the outcome was different. Uh, guys, we are at an hour and two minutes, wow. and this flew by. I just yeah. I, I've been loosely watching the time. Are there any ending thoughts? Any parting thoughts? Everybody's hand. Well, we'll actually do a couple of hands here, but Ken, you had your your first. hand up first. Um, I have five things. I'm only going to do one of them. Uh, we're, we have a lot of fun because we are very close to one another in our beliefs and, and our fears and, and that kind of thing. So we're like a support group. That is great. But we're not really... Speak for yourself. We're not getting... <laughs> good point. Uh, we're not getting much done. We'd be getting a lot more done if we were engaged in the same kind of conversation, the same kind of ceremony mm-hmm. with the other half of the table mm-hmm. filled up with folks that don't agree with us, mm-hmm. but whom we can train in the fine art of civil tension. The great that well that said. would be something, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys, but I have tried to invite some of my I actually have a couple of pretty liberal friends mm-hmm. who are still friends. But they are largely friends because we've learned not to talk about this kind of stuff. But why do they not want to come then? Because they're scared as hell. Of Logic. They're going to get cut, cut to pieces by people who have done more homework than they have. Well, then. They said, two of them said that to me. So I, every time I get in an argument with you, Ken. I lose. I, well, I, I, you don't give any ground because right. all you do is cite precedent and, and facts yeah. and, and things. And I am, and at this table, I am not a very good researcher. I am not well founded. There's people at this table who know a lot more than I. And I've already intimidated those people. They won't come here. I, I, I'm going to send John over there to talk him into coming. I think the only thing to share with them is that just ask them to think about why they feel that way. And is could it be, ask a question, could it be because I'm bringing facts and logic and trying to have a conversation versus it just being an emotional conversation? That's exactly the difference. That's that's that, could, could it be in their heart they know that they're standing on... on it's not healthy for you to come out and say, I believe this anymore. So they but, might be afraid to change their mind. We need, we need to leaven our little congregation here. And, and, and to do that, that we're willing to do that. We are right? willing yeah. to do that. The what invitation goes out every single it. time. Yep. And as a matter of fact, I do post... It. A little, a quick little event mm-hmm. in on Facebook. I share it out. Mm-hmm. Anybody who wants to show up and sit on on this, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Why don't we send a letter to, to Nancy Pelosi? <laughs> <laughs> she won't show up either. <laughs> but little guys in black suits with Tommy guns. Right? <laughs> you know, Jerry, you had a point. Yeah, I just, you I just wanted to say one thing that that I and this went off of what um, Kent was saying. I have always been taught my children that to respect the the office. Okay, so when I'm talking about the president, and I'll tell you what, when it was Obama, it was very hard for me. But what I've told my children is you respect the office. You do not have to like the person in the Correct. office. Right. You don't have to agree with that person in the office. But 
I'll be damned, you respect that office. Just mm -hmm. just as I want them to respect mm -hmm. elders, as I want them to respect their teacher, they don't have to agree, at respect your boss, respect whoever that is. I will say that, I feel that very passionately, Ex with the exception of Michael Madigan, I'm done. Who's <laughs> 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 also, also welcome? Tom, you you had something you wanted to say. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna kind of close up where I started, where this conversation started, which was the pre-planned anger. I joked when I came in here, I'm working on my anger issue for the 22nd. And Pete said, what's happening then? I said, I don't know, but something will. <laughs> I, I, and you I are just, right. I just wanted to say, I thought you said we were talking about sports. Today. <laughs> <laughs> I, said for a sports I don't know what memo you got. <laughs> I thought it was about cooking. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah. everybody, that wraps up episode 27 of Civil Tension. Thank all right. you all very much. Yeah. I'm yeah. ourselves. That's great. That's yeah. what we have. Yeah.